this morning, I want to continue from where I left, and then we'll come and pray at the tail end. Do you have your Bibles in church? Great. So if you have your Bible, we have been speaking on the subject, created to be fruitful. Let's say it together, created to be fruitful. Oh, say it like you mean it, created to be fruitful. So last week we looked at how God in his wisdom, how God in his power created Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and gave them authority to subdue, to take dominion and rulership over everything that God has created. We talk about that God is the ultimate function of us being fruitful. In other words, God, fruitfulness begins with God. Fruitfulness comes from God. It begins with him and ends with him. Now, we also said that the term fruitful, uh, being fruitful or being with fruitfulness as our theme for the year suggests, that term in general sense is like a plant that has been put on the ground and you want to see some sort of a result out of it. Now, but when we come to us as Christians, the term fruit, fruitfulness comes from the, the word fruit. Now, the term fruit is that when you have the results of a healthy plant producing what it was designed to produce. That is what the term fruit means. A fruit is any plant that has a tendency of producing what it has been purposed to produce. And we said that in us as Christians, when we use the term fruitfulness or fruit, what it means is that our outward actions that results from the condition of the heart. Our outward actions that result from the conditions of our heart. In other words, this year, to be fruitful is the condition of your heart. Hallelujah. So if your condition, the heart condition wants to be fruitful, you will be fruitful. Hallelujah. And we said... Fruitfulness, God gave man the rulership, gave man that control over everything within his environment. So God made the environment that you would rule over the environment and be fruitful. So that your environment will not rather be opposing you or fighting you. But rather you would have dominion, control over your environment. Hallelujah. And that is what we said last week. We look at the life of Abraham, God making Abraham an industrious man, a great man, a man with great vision, a man who was able to do great and mighty things for the Lord. So we look at the life of Abraham. We also mention in passing Noah, who was also great. We mention in passing of Jacob, who was also great. We came to the New Testament, we saw the life of Jesus Christ who is the vine and who is bearing much fruit 
And his work that he did in a time of space that Christ was on earth was significant. And that is where we left last week. Would you bow down your heads? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. This is the day you have made. And we want to glorify in it and give you all praise and honor and adoration. Let the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth be acceptable unto thee. Even as we come into your word. Give us every reason and every cause to be fruitful this year in whatever we do. We want to thank you in Jesus name. Amen. So this morning I'm going to take it from what are the things that you and I have to do to be more fruitful. And that is what we're going to be studying this morning. Now, if fruitfulness is a healthy plant that results in producing what it is designed to produce. Therefore, if I'm a Christian, if I'm a child of God, then it means what I do matters. Because if a healthy plant is designed to produce fruit, then a healthy Christian is also designed to produce a certain quality of fruit. Hallelujah. And it's very important that you produce fruit. A parable is said about a guy who went to sow, the farmer who went to sow. Some fell on the ground, some fell on tongues, some fell on the wayside, some fell on good soil. But in all this description, we are told of one that was able to bear fruit. But the rest couldn't bear the fruit that was expected. The reason the ones that couldn't bear fruit is just simple. It's because the one that fell on the soil that was not designed for its purpose could not bear fruit. But the one that fell on the soil that was designed for its purpose bear fruit. In other words, the soil in which you fell or the soil in which you are planted is very important. If you are planted on a soil that doesn't have the nutrients and the capacity to absorb you and to help you to grow, you'll be in trouble. So it is very important that each one of us would be able to firmly ground ourselves in a good soil. Hallelujah. And that is what we're going to be looking at. What fruit does God, therefore, look out for in the life of his people? What fruit is God looking for in the life of us as his children? What is the fruit God is looking for? What is the fruit? Now, we will spend time to talk about Galatians, but Galatians chapter 5 gives us an intro I'm not going to read that because we'll come to that later on as part of the message. So, Galatians give us an intro. But this morning, open your scriptures with me to Colossians. Let's go to Colossians. Colossians. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. Are you there? All right. Let's read together. Have you projected? Okay. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. 
Paul is the one speaking. And Paul is telling this church simply that I've had a testimony about you. I have heard all the good things people are saying about you. I'm hearing that you are a good church. You are a very serious church. So we, when we heard about your testimony, we have not stopped praying for you. Hallelujah. So he said, we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Hallelujah. He said, we ask God to give you complete knowledge. Complete knowledge. Of his will. To know his will. And to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Hallelujah. That is a prayer Paul is praying for this church. We'll come to that. Go to verse 10. Go to verse 10. Then the way you live. This is where he's now going to talk to these people. Look at what he's saying. Then the way you live will also. Listen to the, look at what he premised on before saying this. He says, that you may have knowledge. And you may have wisdom. Knowledge first in the will of God. Listen carefully. You may have knowledge in the will of God and then you may get wisdom and understanding. Then he comes here. He says, then the way you live. Take your time and ponder over what the scripture is trying to talk to us this morning. If you have knowledge and you have wisdom and understanding, then, the way you live, in other words, with that knowledge, with that wisdom, with that understanding, you cannot live the way God wants you to live. Listen carefully. So then, the way you live will always honor the Lord, will honor and please the Lord. The way you live will honor and please the Lord. In other words, my ability to live is based on the knowledge I have. Every child of God is called to live in such a way that will bring honor and glory to God. But your living to bring honor and glory to God is based on your ability to absorb knowledge based on your ability to know knowledge based on your ability to know the word of God it is knowledge knowledge gives you that power to be able to determine what is wrong or bad and the only way you can get knowledge is to draw closer to the Lord if you don't get closer to the Lord, you can get knowledge. You can't get knowledge through any science book. 
You cannot get knowledge through any fiction book. Knowledge is not gotten through mathematical books. Knowledge is sought out in the word of the Lord. The reason why you are not able to read your books is not just because of anything. It's because you are not seeking the Lord. All the other things you read are secondary matters. But if the people are seeking knowledge from God, wisdom and understanding, then it will influence the way we live. Because we were created in his image. And everything created in the image of God must bear resemblance of that image. So, if a healthy plant produces fruit, if the resource of a healthy plant produces fruit that is designed to produce, then the resource of a healthy Christian is to produce fruit by the image it exhibits. Hallelujah. So if I am in Christ Jesus and he remains in me, then I must bear the fruit of the master. Because my life is in him. My life is in Christ Jesus. And if my life is in Christ Jesus, therefore I must live in such a way that will bring honor and glory to his name. Your life must please God. My life must please God. So the scripture says, you will bring honor to the Lord. And you will please the Lord. So it means that God is pleased in, with your life. Your life must bring glory to God. Hallelujah. So one of the area Christians can live to be fruitful is in the area of our behavior and character. Say behavior and character. Your behavior and character must bring honor to God. Your behavior. What is your behavior like? Who are you? What do you do? So he said, and your lives would produce every kind of what? Good fruit. Your life will produce every kind of good fruit. How I pray that each one of us here this morning will produce good fruit. That your character will be worthy of emulating. Your character will reflect God. Our character will reflect Jesus. That is my prayer. My prayer is that people will be grounded in the word of the Lord. I'm not talking of the character that when you come on church on Sunday, that is different character. I'm not talking of that character. That is a fake pretense character. The character when you come to church, everything is beautiful. Hey, you know, no, 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 no. That's not the character I'm talking of. I'm talking of the Monday character. I'm talking of Monday character. Monday, who are you? When there's no church member looking at you, who are you? I remember one of the days I was driving through a Barrier. 
And then, you know, the traffic sometimes can be bad. And there was a church member I know somewhere. <laughs> and, you know, I, the, the, the trotter had pulled me almost completely away from my lane. And I've told you, I cried taxi drivers and trotter drivers. They don't think beyond their bonnet. So they, it's only their car. They don't care about anybody else. Now, then I saw this sister from another church that I, I pastored there before. And I was blowing the horn, telling this sister, you are the only hope I have. If you also do the same to me, I'll be completely out of my lane. I was looking at the face of this sister. And I was, I, I said, ah, is this sister not seeing me or what? And I was blowing the horn. Boom, boom, boom. Still, the sister was. And ah. look and say, Lord, is that not my church member? So I didn't talk. I kept quiet. She pulled me out of my lane. And she went. Next Sunday, she came to church. I said, hey, I didn't know you were so experienced in driving. Oh. He says, Pastor, why? Did you see me somewhere? I said, hey, you are very experienced. Very experienced. Then she said, ah, were you the one who was trying to get? I said, oh, I wasn't the one. It was my twin brother. <laughs> so I'm not talking of the Monday character. The Monday character is a different character. Tuesday is a different character. Beloved in the Lord, our character would always portray us and betray us of who we are. Our character. It always betrayed us. Every one of us, our character betrays us at every point in our life. If you are a bad person, you put on a good behavior, it will portray you one day. It will portray you. If you are a bad person, you put on pretense, it will portray you. Your character will betray you one day. And you see, God is not looking up for you to do things you cannot do or beyond your measure. Every one of us seated here, he has given us a character pair the way he has designed us to be. It's because you are not modeling it who you are. A lot of us are not modeling who we are in the Lord. So, instead of you going back to the Bible to be reading the word of God in Proverbs, in Ecclesiastes, in Songs of... Reading the word of God to influence your life, we don't read. And we allow the systems of the word to influence our behavior and thought patterns. And that is why televisions have now become the role models of most of you. So you watch all the some of the unnecessary things on telly and you develop your life around it. If you're a Ghanaian woman, you must be very hardworking. Hello? I've told you that a guy who was married in UK, they were in Canada, a lecturer, very well-known lecturer. The wife, they came down to Ghana, and this man is a, pro, a professor. And the woman said she can't go to the kitchen to cook. Because there, that's the behavior there. 
And the man said, if you don't go to the kitchen, I can also not go to the kitchen. Then we will continue to eat fried rice from papaya. And the woman said, okay, it's even better to do it that way. The man said, okay, we will see whether it is better to eat fried rice. The marriage didn't last for years, and the marriage dissolved. What am I telling you? Have character, each one of you. Whether a man or woman, you must have character. The things we watch on televisions are not what the Bible teaches. It's not what the Bible teaches. I've told you that, look, Ghanaian men don't open doors for their wives. So if you marry a Ghanaian man and you have watched all your soap operas and they open car doors for their wives, please, 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 don't put a burden on the Ghanaian man you've married. He's not designed for that. He's not a, a plant that will produce that resource. Yet you have so much hope in that Ghanaian man to open the car door for you to sit down. And if he doesn't open the car door, you say Ghanaian men are not romantic. Who told you? It's because you didn't watch the right thing. You didn't read the right thing. If you happen to marry a Ghanaian man who opens car door for you, that is a plus. But not all Ghanaian men open car doors. Not all Ghanaian men go to the kitchen and cook. So if you have a man who goes to the kitchen and cook, you must be, you praise God for that. Character. Your character must be modeled through Christ. Hallelujah. You see, and that is why we are having too many problems. The too many problems we are having is as a result of our own character and behavior. The heart condition. Character. Character. People are living under pretense today. How much more would you see people who you and I go and queue for long hours and vote for them to become members of parliament? Go to parliament and they behave like bush children. It's character. Character. It's character that causes people to put their hand in the nation's coffers and take money out of it and waste our money, resources. Character. They don't have any good character. Look, let me tell you. It is not surprising some of us also get there and we behave the same way they also behave. It's because even in the church, you don't have good character. You, you care less when you see something going wrong. Nothing pushes you to make it right. So you want to join the queue. It's not good. Your character must produce what? He said your character will produce kind of what? Every kind of what? No, he didn't say one kind. Of. He says every kind of good 
fruit. Every kind. In other words, your character must have stamina. Your character must produce kindness. I'll come to Galatians. Your character must produce long suffering. Your character must be all rounded. So when we call you, we know who you are. You are no Botromojo person. We know that you are, you are solid in the Lord. You are living for God. Your life is a great testimony for God. Hallelujah. I want to spend time on character because it's important. And so every young lady here who is married, build your character. Hey, build your character. Every young man here, build your character. Build it. Read the Bible. Take guidance from the Bible. Let the Bible coach you. Don't go and listen to people and their philosophies. You don't need it. The Bible is the key for you. Begin to read it. It's because we don't read, we are not getting the knowledge. We are not getting wisdom and understanding. But if you read the Bible, he says, when there is what temper, the person there must be quiet. The Bible says it in Proverbs. He said, in the multitude of what? Many what? Wise sayings is what? It's safety. So when you are listening to the Bible and what the Bible is saying, you are safe in wherever you are. Some of you, you don't listen. We talk, you don't care. Character. Let's live good character. Let our behavior produce every kind of good fruit. So when you go to the office, your behavior will produce that kind of good fruit. I've told you, don't go to the office around 10 o'clock. When it is 8 o'clock, you need to report. If you do that, you are wasting your life. And you are not showing good example to your people. Hallelujah. All of us had fun. Even me, sometimes, when I'm coming to church and I'm late, I'm, I'm struggling within my heart. Lord, how can I be late? How? Our character must change. We must put on good behavior. Say, from today, I'll put on a good character. I'll put on a good behavior. Now, for you, the younger ones, very young ones here, let me tell you, you may be saying, Pastor, this doesn't concern me. It concerns you. Let me tell you, if you don't put on good character now, eh, the results will be very bad for you. You know why? For today, your mom and daddy are the ones taking care of you. Very soon, you'll be independent. And you also have a child, if God permits. And when you have a child, the same way you behave to your mom and dad, the same way your child will behave towards you. They will not be different from what mom and dad did. Or what you did to mom and dad. Hmm? So you have to have good character. If any one of you want to be a good person, build, you have good life, build a very firm, good foundation, you, have good, you must have good character. Good character therefore means that when you go to school, you don't cheat in the exams. 
Hmm? You don't cheat. Good character therefore means that when you go to school, you don't go and take somebody's money. Good character therefore means when somebody's pen is there, you don't take it. Those of you who take people's pen and they ask and you say, it's not me. It's bad character. And the little you start developing this attitude, yours will be bigger when you grow. Hallelujah. So don't do that. Praise God. Let's move on. All the while, you would grow as you learn to know. Mm, I love this portion. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know, to know, to know. As you grow, hey, as you, he said, all the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Better and better. I pray that you grow to know God better and better. You grow to know God better and better. Your problem are you facing in That's all our problems. Ghana's problem we are facing is because we don't know the Lord. And for Ghana, those who go to church are many, but they are only churchgoers. We call them nominal Christians. They are among the crowds, but there is no substance in them. That's who we are. So when you go to every place, oh, we are praying. Oh, we are praying. The prayer is just pretense. They finish praying and they lie on top of it. That's why people can hold the Bible and swear and then when they finish, they lie. Because Ghanaians, we know that God cannot come and slap us <laughs> anyhow. So, but you see, the, the problem I have with our country is that when we go to the fetish, we are afraid to go there. But when we are coming to the Lord, we feel so comfortable because we know that God is not here to do those kind of things. We must change our attitude. Mm -hmm. We must leave the talk. Say, leave the talk. And do the do. Oh, tell your friend, leave the talk. And do the do. Know God. You must know God. Learn to know God. How do we learn to know God? Reading the word of God through prayer, through fellowshipping God. Would you give us one? Through prayer, yes. Any other? Meditation, yes. Reading the word of God, any other? Obeying and doing the word of what the Bible says, yes, young man. Abiding in his word. That tells us that the memory scripture we memorize the other time is in your head. So today we are going to say it. <laughs> and I'm going to call the best student in the class to say it. If you look at the ceiling, I'll call you. <laughs> so, the reason is that we must know God and know him better. Read your Bible. I keep telling you, look. 
And yet, ding, 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 be being a free baby, never said, some people make some people to believe. It's practical. Read the Bible. Simple. Every gadget has its manual. Is that not so? When you buy oven, it has its manual. You buy microwave, it has its manual. Even this mic I'm using has its manual. If you don't read the manual, you can't let this mic function the way it's supposed to function. Simple. Look, and many of us have gadgets in our homes that we don't even know how to operate. But they are sitting in our homes. I have one. I don't know how to operate it. So I do it anyway and I get the results. But that's not the way it should be done. Hallelujah. So the manual for every child of God is the Bible. Read your Bible. And that is why the Sunday school, they they taught us years ago. Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day, if you want. Why? What happens? That the things were taught from scratch. Rather, when we were were growing up, then we forget. And that is why I said, all the while, you were taught from Sunday school. All the while, you were taught to read your Bible and pray in times of challenges, in times of trouble. But today, every one of us is looking for quick solution to things. There is no quick shortcut solution to things in life. There is only one way. Hallelujah. And if you want a quick cut solution. Let me tell you one example and then I move on. I was going to a place recently. Around a dental area. And I was following Google Map. I didn't even know Google Map has its limitations. I followed the Google Map. And then, all I saw was in front of somebody's house. I said, ah. Why? Isn't that the Google map? Not knowing the Google map took me through a different route. And landed me in somebody's house. So, all the time I was following Google map. Google map, Google map, Google map. I missed my direction. I have to now turn again and come back to the lane. Even Google Map. Praise the Lord. So the only person in this world who can help you out of every challenges you go through is God. Say, is God. Say, is God. No other person again. And that is why I don't put, I don't, I, I, I will not let you put your trust in me as your pastor. And I will not let me also put my trust in you. Because we will all fail. But if our trust is in the Lord, if our hope is in the Lord, we have a solid hope of assurance. Christ in me my hope of glory. Not pastor in you. 
And some of you who makes your pastor the thing God. I heard a church member said, I put my pastor picture under my pillow. I said, you are a dead person already. How can the, what can the pastor do? Your hope must be in God. Know the Lord. Learn and know him better and better. And open one in via crowd. What do you say? I will start learning and knowing God better and say the children have a song. Uh, a lion. A lion has a tail. Yes, sir. I will learn and know God better and better. Better and better. You have to do it. That's all you need to know. All I'm shouting this morning is about this. Knowing God better and better. How do I know God better and better? Reading my Bible. Praying. Fellowshipping. Coming to church. Let me mention the verse in passing quickly. The second one is what we call the fruit of giving. So your character. I'll come to Galatians, so that's why I didn't mention Galatians. But fruit, fruit, your fruit, fruitness in giving. The giving is also another type of fruit that God expects of his children to bear. The fruit of giving. Now, giving is a problem to many of us. For many of us, we don't know how to give. Many of us, I, I hear people even say, well, why should I be the one to come and give my money to the pastor? I hear people talk like that. Some people, when they ask them to give, say, oh, if you give, the pastor is the one going to chop the money. New height. Do your pastor chop your money? In fact, these days, I'll start chopping your money. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, your fruit, fruitfulness or your fruit of giving is important. As we give to God, it's very important. Not only our money, but our time is also very important. And that is why you are in church. You may not have the money in this world to give, but even your time being here is very much appreciated. Hallelujah. Clap for yourself. Open with me Romans 15, 28 quickly and let's just wrap up. I'm left with two more and then we pray. We'll take the communion and pray. Romans 15, quickly be with me. 15 verse 28. Romans 15 verse 28. As soon as I have delivered this money and and completed this good deed of this, I will come to see you in my way, on my way to Spain. Hallelujah. Paul is saying, the Macedonian church gave. And so he said, this church, as soon as, as soon as I have delivered this money to the church in Macedonia, and on my way to Spain, I will come to you. Hallelujah. One of the areas you must practice and exercise this year is in the area of your giving. Amen. You must give. Giving is a therapy for healing. 
giving is a therapy for healing, if you don't know. Those who give are always happy. Those who don't give always, their faces like kankwe. They always don't want to smile. If you see people who don't smile, it means they don't give. <laughs> so you have to give. Learn how to give to the Lord. Learn how to support the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, let me be practical. And I, I love being practical because what I'm teaching and what I'm saying to you, I don't want us to do it in a vacuum. Now, let's face a fact. If you earn 100 Ghana cities a month and you put away maybe, let's say, 15 cities or 10 cities, let's even make it 10 cities. You put 10 cities aside. And you say that every day I come to church or at the end of the month, I will do, I will give that 10 cities as my fight to God. And you are consistent in doing that. God will bless you. I'm telling you, God will bless you. For some of us, we want to have all the worst money before we give to God, but it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. So the little that comes into your hand, give and do something in the house of the Lord. Now I hear some of you, well, I will not give my tithe. So the money I'll give for tithe, I'll go and give it to somebody who is sick. Oh, you, you are missing something. That is the doctrine from the pit of hell. There's a distinguished distinction between tithing and giving a free will offering to somebody. It's different. It's not the same. So, your tithe is your covenant with God. I'll spend time and teach on tithe another time. Your tithe is a covenant with God. Your tithe is your blessing, the first fruit of your labor. Every one of us are working. So, the first fruit of your labor is your salary. For some of us who are not salary workers, it could be your farm produce. produce. Eh? So if you, you, you go, you're a farmer, the first fruit of your labor is the produce that comes out of there. If you can't bring it to the church, you have to sell it. I will spend time and teach about it. Not today. But you have to give. And the best place to give is your tithe. And I want to see everybody here from today's service Go to Uncle Dela and said, I need a tithe card. And I want to start giving to the Lord. Now, in, in, in Acts of Apostles chapter 10, the scripture say, when God was remembering a family in that era, he remembered one family. And do you know the name of that family? Whose family was in Acts chapter 10? It's students. Cornelius' family. The family of Cornelius gave. And the Bible says it became a memorial before who? It became a memorial before God. In other words, giving makes God attend to your needs quickly. Giving. Give. The Bible says give and it shall be what? Given unto you. It shall be given unto you. So please, giving is important. Your money is needed 
But we don't only remain on money because money is not the only thing we need. But the resources also. Your time. Your time is needed. Your person being is also very important. Because, and that is why I keep telling people that this year I made up my mind and for some friends that I'm so close to, since we started January, I've not taken my phone to call them. And I've decided in purpose that even if it will kill me, I will not call them. You know why? Because when I give my time to you as a friend, it's not just I'm giving my time, I'm investing my part of my life. Now, every one of us here has 24 hours in a day. Is that not so? In that 24 hours, if I'm spending even one hour with you, it means that I'm wasting precious one hour I could have used in doing something. So when I'm spending time with you, it means I'm investing my life in you. And when I'm investing my life, I expect returns. Nobody invests his finances, money, and expects that his money will go waste. When you put your money in Melbourne and uh, what do you call them? Uh, the guy was giving plenty of money. What is his name? Men's gold. Why did you put your money there? Because you wanted a match returns. Is that not so? Is that not so? When your return is wasted, do you go there again? So don't waste your time investing your life in friends who don't appreciate you and invest the same amount of time. Cut off. Cut off. And develop a different direction. It will help you. The, the third one is the fruit of our lips. They mention in the administration. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15. Quickly and then I will come to the last day. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise. I love this passage. Therefore, let us offer through who? Through who? Oh, be with me. I mean, you are sleeping on me. Therefore, let us offer through who? Shout it. Through who? A continual what? A continuous sacrifice. Did he say one day sacrifice? Continuous sacrifice of what? Praise to God. Proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Yes, Hallelujah. Hey! Bobe! Bobe! Beunu Yesu Praising him continually. Praising him on Monday. Praising him on Tuesday. Praising him even when there is no money in my pocket. I will praise him. The, the fruit of my lips. I will shout to the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord. I will praise him in all things. Whether good or bad, my lips will praise him continually. My allegiance is not to the word, though. My allegiance is to the name that is greater than any other name in this world. My allegiance is to the name that by the mention, every knee bow 
now and every tongue confesses that he is Lord. My allegiance to him. And that is why I know even though I'm starting small, my end will be greater. And that is why I know that I may not have everything today, but I know tomorrow will be good for me. That is why I need not to hang myself and commit suicide because life has better things to offer than to die and go to the grave. I'm not ready to die and go to the grave. Therefore, coronavirus will not kill you. It will not come even near your dwelling. Because of the fruit of your lips, you will not die. I say because of the fruit of your lips, you will not die. The last one, and then we close. Those who come to Christ must also be witness of him. So witness is one key. One of the fruits that Christ expects of us is the fruit of witnessing. For this area, we have not done well as a church and as a people. Romans chapter 1 verse 13 and 2 Corinthians 16, 15. Quickly, let me end there. And then we come to the last table. Our time is gone. Quickly. Oh, my friend. Today too. Romans chapter 1 verse 13. Shall read it loud for us. Let's hear you. Well. I will not have you ignorant brethren. Mm-hmm. Among you also, even as among other Gentiles. Good. Paul is saying, I wish to come to you, but I'm, sometimes I'm not able. But we believe that there are some people like me in your midst. That can also carry on the work. Hallelujah. So witnessing is very important. Every one of you must be a witness for the Lord. Hallelujah. Everyone in this church must be what? A witness for the Lord. You must witness about Jesus. You must tell people about the Lord. And you must bring people to the saving knowledge of Christ. That is the fruit. Go to uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 15. And then another person open Colossians chapter 1 verse 5. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 15. And then Colossians 1.5. Yes, quickly. Those are the two scriptures. First Corinthians. Yes, First Corinthians 15. 15. 16. Yeah. For if the dead rise not. 16.15. 16. 16.15. 15. 16, 15. I beseech you, brethren. I beseech you, brethren. You know the house of Stephanas. Uh-huh. That it is the fruitful. That it is the fruitful. The first fruit of Achaia mm -hmm. that they may have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. The first fruit of Achaia that they may be what? Addicted, addicted to the ministry, ministry of, of the, the saints. Saint. Fruitfulness. One key element of fruitfulness is your witness. You must witness. You must win somebody to the Lord. You must bring somebody to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Colossians 1, 5, and then we end there. For the hope... For, let, let, read it loud. 
Now, let's hear you well. For the hope which is laid out for you in heaven, Wherefore, therefore, he heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Be what? Whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. For the hope that is laid for you in heaven, the word of God must be what? Heard. Preach. Preach. So please, we have to witness. Our church must be fooled by the close of this year. Hey, I said we must be fooled by the close of this year. And so this year, every one of you, you are going to tell somebody about Jesus. And you are going to bring people to church. It is your fruit. When you win somebody to the Lord, it is your fruit. And some of you in the area of witnessing or evangelism, you are not bearing any fruit. But that is the essence. In fact, he said that is what? The hope of what? That's what? The hope. Colossians 5. Read it. For the hope that has what? Laid up in heaven. So there is a hope laid up for you in heaven. And that hope is witnessing to people about Christ. Hmm? We have to do that job. So from next week Sunday when you are coming, you are coming with your fruit. So you come with your fruit. Your fruit will be following and pastor, this is my fruit. This is my fruit. And I'm going to inspect everybody's fruit. If you don't come to church on Sunday, I will come to your house. And I'll come and inspect the fruit you are bearing in the house. For some of you, when I come, you'll be sitting by fufu pounding. Ba, 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 ba. Some of you will be busy washing. I will see the fruit you are bearing. And I will come and give credit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is it not interesting to be in the Lord? Give the Lord some clap in the house. Next week, Sunday is going to be an awesome Sunday because... We have realized as a church that one of the things that Christians are not doing and they, because and that is what is keeping us to be poor and not be able to give when we come to church and not be able to support the kingdom work is in the area of business. How to be creative, how to be innovative. And because of that, next week Sunday, we are going to have one of our own uh, who has been faithful here in th to this church teach us on some basic principles. It is our prayer that this year, every one of you here will have a job to do. I say you have a job to do. And we want to train you. We want to bring to the point that you'll be trained, master the craft, so that each one of you will do something that will earn you some money in your pocket. Hallelujah. So we are not going to leave anybody behind. Everybody will have money in their pocket. So next week, Sunday, is going to be that time. And uh, we may spend a few minutes left for business meeting for the church. So next week is going to be business meeting. Hallelujah. All right. Would you please bow down your heads and let the communion service be ready. Our time is almost gone. Let me administer the communion quickly. Please bow down your heads. Prepare your heart. Prepare your heart this morning for all that you have heard. Yeah. For all that you have heard, prepare your heart. Make your heart ready for the Lord. Just talk to the Father in heaven. Prepare your heart for him. Lord, we thank you.
Lord, we thank you. We give you all the praise. Prepare your heart. If there is something you have done in the course of the week that you feel that you, you, are, you are not standing right with the Lord, this is the right time to pray to God. This is the right time to ask God for forgiveness and to reconcile you to him. Just pray to the Lord for forgiveness. Pray to the Lord that he will wash you. He will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. The Lord will be merciful unto you. Lift up your voice. Father, be merciful unto me as I come to the Lord's table. May you show me your mercy in the name of Jesus. This morning you are praying that as you are coming before the table, may the Lord speak in every situation of your life. May God surprise you. May God heal you of your disease in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise in the name of Jesus. Jesus name, oh, to me, oh, to me, oh, to me. 